Hey everybody, Diana here for the Change Workers podcast. I'm recording this video and I figured out how to do that. Um, an update on the first one that I recorded where I actually showed you some different techniques. I might have to redo that or somehow give it to you so you have it. Um, but today is part two, the boundaries, and I got all fired up about creating the first episode, part one. I was like, I got to keep going because I have it all in my brain, what I want to say. So first off, um, most of my audience is women. Um, and I don't intention, I didn't intentionally want to exclude men and massage therapists, man, um, change workers. That's not totally what, not my intention to do at all because they are just as affected as we are in those situations. Um, and I know for, for my observation of the North Carolina massage board is that, an, you know, men are in a, in a vulnerable situation in a session with a woman, um, but just in a different way. They could, uh, somebody, we have clients who come in with transference issues and uh, looking to the massage therapist, the male massage therapist for all kinds of things. And that happens to them. So this applies all these sort of boundary, this boundary conversation is about them too. I don't want to exclude anybody in this. Um, so moving on, um, what I wanted to do today was sort of walk through a situation or two, if I have time to um, help you get an idea of all the decisions, the micro decisions we can make in the moment about creating safety for us. Because that's what boundaries to me are. I want to create a safe place within myself for myself, wherever I am, in my session room, in whatever happens to be going on, in whatever situation, whatever circumstance. So and so I want to remind you the power of your decision-making process and being aware of it, slowing yourself down so you can make decisions that support you and are for you in that moment. And so when I talked about in the podcast last week, the main one that I do about slowing down, this is a skill that we can build when it comes to whether or not our boundaries have been crossed. And so, but really to go back to the beginning too, we establish boundaries by how we feel. Or if you're not necessarily deeply in touch with the things that work for you at the, and that the, the ones that don't. So it's kind of like, it, you know, it's like, I don't like, I don't want a client who acts this way. I want to word my uh, social media, my company information in such a way where I know I'm attracting the type of clients that I want and letting the people who are repelled by my energy and my message to go find somebody else. Now, that is one way we do that. It is, in, it is how we speak about what we do. It is about um, handling those questions. I don't know if you've had to deal with this for a long time. I haven't either, but it's like, oh, so do I get a happy ending? And I applaud your restraint when you don't, 
rip their head off verbally in that situation. I've had to restrain myself several times because it's like, it's not a joke, people. It is not a joke to be in that situation where someone is expecting something we do not want to give. That is, you know, sort of an essence of safety that not a lot of people get. They do, just don't understand. Unfortunately, and fortunately, we are in that position to educate and inform people about our boundaries and why we have them. This is a situation I do not want to put myself in, period. I don't want it. And that is my right. It's not a privilege. It's a right. I'm trying to calm down here. So it is, you know, like I talked about at the end of the last part of this, where, you know, we can educate from a very calm place. We can inform other people, our managers, our clients, our partners, our in our personal life about what our boundaries are. And one thing I've learned, which I didn't realize before I uh, became a coach, was that boundaries can be created with love, period. Love for ourselves, regardless of how we think maybe in our intoxicatingly toxic people-pleasing tendencies, oh, I can't do that. That that person is going to be hurt if I draw a line. No. And if they do, so what? We're talking about your safety. I, as your coach, advocate for your safety. It is about consent. It is about autonomy of your personal space and your safety. So this is where I'm coming from. Got to get off my little soapbox. Um, so where was I going to go with this? Informing and educating. We want to use some of the te techniques that I'm using you to get you to a place where after something happens with that client, and you have to go talk to the owner or the manager, or you have to go talk to that client themselves, you're coming at it from a position of not like ball busting, ass kicking kind of energy, but this place of certainty, like whatever else is going on, I know absolutely this is not what I want. And this is why. And you don't have to, and you don't even have to do that. You don't have to explain why. It's like, period, this is not what I want. Now, if you feel in that situation that you want to explain the why about what you want, then do so. But there is no necessary or requirement that you do so. I prefer to be like, no, and just let them deal with the no. And if they have questions, they can ask. But I don't, that's me. You do you. So I think in terms of, like I said, establishing boundaries is to look at the situations that have bothered you in the past. Analyze them. At what point did I not feel this was good for me? At what point 
did I start to feel this sinking sensation, this dread, this heaviness, this powerlessness, this confusion? At what point? Was it when you looked into that client's eyes? Was it when you had a conversation with them, maybe on the phone or via email or text, when they were like, well, I need my, my groin worked on? That is... <laughs> I wonder if if men still use that. Certain types of men, not all men, certain types of men talk about that. Well, I had an injury to my groin, you know, and I had one of those conversations with a client and it was legit, but I had to vet that client. Like, is he full of crap or not? And he was not. But I went into the conversation intentionally, like trying to put out feelers like, okay, dude, what is your motivation for asking this for this kind of massage. And I was like, I'm not putting up with any of that crap on my table. <laughs> so, but of course, um, I could, you know, I could state that as bluntly as I just said it. I could maybe soften it a little bit, but still hold to the message. Whatever you want to do, depending on the situation and the person that you are interacting with. So, say for instance, like going back to, um, how much time do I have? So I look at this as this part is about establishing boundaries. There might be a part three and a part four to this because I think it's worth going into. In this conversation, in this episode, I will talk about the micro decisions that you make. The ones where you're going to be like, are you going to be on guard when you're working with a man and you're new to your... Uh, to being a massage or body worker or a mind worker. And you might have a history of abuse or assault or inappropriate behavior. And you're taking that with you to some degree, no matter how much counseling or therapy or coaching that you have had on it, it still could be there. But be careful of making decisions from that version of you. You want to take make decisions from who you are now and your newly minted boundaries that you feel very strongly about. So, and some people don't are not bothered by these conversations at all. And then they're they're good with establishing boundaries. I mean, I know a lot of people like that, but we're all bringing our vulnerabilities into that room when we are talking with a client on the phone, email, text, whatever. And um, that's our lens. That is the lens that we're using when we're vetting. We are uh, checking the client out is like, is this person going to cause me trouble? Is this person going to overstep bounds? Is there any red flag going up in this conversation when he, 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 she, they come into my session. And I think this is just an ongoing conversation you're going to have to have with yourself in order to refine those, those boundaries as well as maintain them or change them, whatever works needs to work for you in that moment and going forward. So you get a sense of people. We as massage therapists or body workers or mind workers, change workers are, are kind of good at reading people after we've done it for a while. And there are, are there's a sense that we can trust our intuition and that we can trust our ability to handle any situation. 
And it may, we might have to have had to experience a baptism of fire to figure that all out, or we would just had the resources to know what was right and what wasn't for us. Either way, we are all, because we are still animals, we are human animals, we still have our spidey sense, we still have our intuition and our gut feeling about people and situations. So honor them. And be real clear, depending on the 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 the, uh, the way the conversation is going about explaining your policies, perhaps making being really clear about, I work on the groin in such and such a way. I do not expose the buttocks in this way and for this reason. I don't see, you know, and you may not know those answers right now, but you will figure out those answers the more you are challenged by people who want that kind of work. So be curious about your responses and what you want to say <laughs> compared to what will actually come out of your mouth. <laughs> so I've had, I've said some really very straightforward, brusque things to people about my policies and my boundaries because I felt I had to. And I wanted to see their response. I wanted to see how they would react to me being that adamant about what my boundaries were. And they were like, either like, you know, or they were like, okay, obviously there's a story there. I'm like, yes, there is. And I'm sorry, maybe that I'm taking it on to you, but I wanted to be super clear and I didn't have the communication skills to handle this differently. So it just came out. But just be honest, you know, it's like, you know, you don't, I've had to educate a few of my massage therapy clients about people who have stomped all over boundaries and, and acted inappropriately. And it's, they're always like, how did you handle that? And I was like, you learn how to handle that. <laughs> Unfortunately, they kind of teach you that in school, but they don't give you the tools. And I'm hopefully providing a foundation for tools you can use for yourself because it really starts with you. Anyway, so going back to your intake and you're talking to somebody and you're getting a sense of who they are. And then you got to maybe trust the process and make those decisions moment to moment. Do you have a script? Do you have a spiel that you say to people when they come in your room? You want to set them at ease. You want them to know that I'm a professional and um, there are your boundaries I'm going to respect as well as my own. And I want you to leave the session feeling better than you felt when you walked in, whatever your spiel is. And meanwhile, you're letting your body giving you give you signals about what this client may or may not be about. How can I help them? What are they saying with their bodies and their posture that they're not saying with their words. So we read people, read the situation, give yourself power to read a situation. What is your brain, brain's reconnaissance doing? What are they picking up about somebody? So not to go like DEFCON 1 about, you know, full hypervigilance. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying be on your toes be open to what's happening to you and trust your body, trust what your spidey sense is saying and make decisions from that place. And, and you know, say for instance, um, 
you have somebody who seemed perfectly lovely, normal, typical client, and you get into the session room and they're laying on top of the blankets that you told them twice to get underneath because you explained, I work through the body. You know, most of your body will be covered during the session. What I will be working on is an arm or a leg or whatever that will be uncovered. And so they're laying on the table and this happened to me where they, uh, I saw parts of this man. I hope I to erase from my mind. It was just way too much information about this man cannot erase it. <laughs> and now I can laugh about it. At, at the time I was appalled because I, that was like, you, did you not listen to me? Did you not take into account? Did you just dismiss what I said and why I would say it? Cause apparently you did. And so to me that set my back up and I'm like, okay, hold on here. Don't become defensive or aggressive, but really just like observe and hold on to that professionalism, your groundedness, your sense of safety. Give the, the client the benefit of the doubt to some extent. So after I educate and inform him again, I want you under the covers, and you can throw in, it's a state law that you are draped. I follow, adhere to, the massage board bylaws of this state. And if you don't like it, we don't have to do the session. I'm not the massage therapist for you. And I continued on with the conversation. And I just think my interpretation of that, he was just thoughtless. And I don't think he cared. I was just a service provider. And a lot of people think service providers are just in the background. They are dismissed. And I, I've never like, I ooh, detest that a lot. It's like, I'm not a moving part. I'm not a component. I'm a human being. Anyway, so I think at that point, I was able to hold on to memory, muscle memory of like doing a massage and, and doing it the way I like to do it, honoring what he was taking in him at face value about what he wanted and needed during his massage. And so he didn't exhibit any other red flags to me. Um, and, and that may be another conversation. What are red flags? Because that's a very subjective term. Different massage or different change workers are going to have different red flags. So with this client, I expressed in a very, I thought, a firm way, you need to get under the covers for this reason. And... I think he got the message and it turned out he was very happy with his massage and I never saw him again because in my mind, <laughs> I fired him. I did not want him to come back. And I made my energy be such that my last conversation with him was Godspeed, God bless, dude, don't come back. I'm not the massage therapist for you. I gave you what, you know, at that point was like a group on. So I was honoring uh, an agreement I had with him and the agreement was over and he didn't have to come back. I didn't want him back. No harm, no foul. I'm not your massage therapist. That is sort of walking through one example 
And I think for the one that I had to deal with, um, and this is me looking back at it now, I was working for a big chain. Uh, I forget, 2008, whatever it was, had a client and he was like a, a charming guy. And we talked and I would be kind of like, oh yeah, you're from such and such New York. Oh yeah, I used to live there near such and such New York. So we had this bond and we're chatting and it's like, I felt comfortable with him. And then he, we were talking and then there were a couple red flags, which I don't remember. I remember feeling like starting to feel uncomfortable. Like there was perhaps too familiar, too much familiarity there. And I was not in the place to make the decision. I was just not aware like I am now about what some of those flags were and how to handle them in the moment. Like I could have like said, well, why don't we, you know, uh, why don't you just not talk more? Let's try for silence so you can enjoy your massage better to remind him why I was there. We weren't there to be friends. We weren't there to uh, build a relationship that went outside that room necessarily. So there were flags there and I started to feel uncomfortable and nervous and kind of like I, when I got nervous and and I still kind of do this, like blah, 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 I start chatting away about stupid things and stumble over my words. And I guess to somebody observing me, that's sort of charming and cute and may mark me as somebody who may not have a lot of confidence, maybe kind of weak. That's my word. So I looked at it that way. You know, I'm looking back at it now. And so I left the room and I said, go ahead and get your you know, clothes back on and we'll see you out in the, um, the main lobby. And so I'm walking out and I'm waiting, 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 waiting. And I'm like, dude, I got another client coming. I knock on the door and I said, are you ready? And he said, come in. And I said, okay, open the door. And there he is with Mr. Happy there in his fist. And he's just whacking away. And I backed out and I was like, oh my God, slammed the door, walked out to the lobby, to the manager. And I said, guy on my table was jacking off on the table. And I walked in because he said he was ready. And so I was just checking on him. And the manager was like, and he, <laughs> God love him. Um, he was like, well, what, what, what he said to me was, what do you want me to do? And I was like, don't you know what to do? And I, I just felt like it was all on me and it was a horrible place to be. And I just, thinking back now, I was like, I, I had to, I don't remember much about that afterward other than I do not want to see him again. He's like, go back in the break room. I will take care of it. And then someone came up and said, one of my coworkers, another massage therapist, and they were like, you know, what happened? And then, and then we were explaining, talking about it. And that, you know, this person happened to be a male massage therapist who was a friend of mine. He said, you know, that's sexual assault. And it reminded the manager who incidentally worked part-time for the sheriff department that that was a form of sexual assault. And so that puffed him up and he was like, okay, we're going to deal with this. And um, so I don't know how, what happened other than it was taken care of. And, you know, he was like, well, we're, you know, we're going to talk to the guy and say, don't come back. That if he does come back, we're calling the sheriff. But in the meantime, the owner of the company of this 
particular branch, he called me in. He said, Diana, this wasn't your fault. And I said, how I feel like it was. I feel like I, I, I attracted this by my behavior, by my energy. And so I dealt with that for a long time. And he was trying really hard, Diana, this is not your fault. And then my brain was like, cause I couldn't fully accept that at that point. Um, I was like, well, how can I prevent it in the future? And that was a huge learning curve because of this one experience checking time here. So what could I have done differently without blame? without shame, without judgment, what could I have done differently? And this is something for you to consider in any of these situations, whether they were like big like this or just uncomfortable. And you're wondering how I could have handled it differently. Maybe you couldn't have, maybe it just was what it was because that other person created the situation where you're like, it's not mine. He created it or they created and I'm not trying to single out men. This There's certain type of people who take advantage of situations. Like th these strangely intimate situations in change workers sessions. So I want to make that clear. These are my experiences. So what, what could I have done differently? Well, I look at it as like, you know, falling back on policy, falling back on my own ethical training, Falling back on my massage memory, muscle memory training, when I go into a session, being truly aware of all my, my baggage in past experiences with maybe men in general or men in these situations. And the fact that some men would flirt with me, they would <laughs> offer marriage because of their sessions. And some of it was light and I could just take it as a joke, but others, it was like, no. <laughs> so there was a huge learning curve here. I learned a hell of a lot from this one situation. So the point is like, if you're in those situations, what would you do differently? Again, with love, no blame, no shame, no judgment. What would you do differently? I know I would be sometimes hard for me to do is to just to be much more professional and maybe more aloof. Maybe, like I said, falling back on those, um, those policies and even throwing, you know, the company under the bus by saying, I can't do that because it's against policy. Use that as an example. If you don't have it clear in your mind about what was appropriate or inappropriate to you or crossed a boundary. So, use that, but really learn from these situations. And it may take years or different learning, different techniques to dissociate yourself from the emotional experiences of what just happened. Don't internalize it in the sense that you are pointing the blame at yourself you can take responsibility for your part of that experience, period. You're not going to go to, I brought it on. It's my fault. I'm to blame. No, 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 no. Because that is other, obviously a deeper issue you're going to have to look into, which I help my clients with in these senses, you know, these boundaries 
And we, yes, there are huge learning curves from these boundary situations, transgressions that help inform us and empower us today. So those experiences are learning, helping us learn about what our boundaries are for today. So I might have to do a part three on this to, to, to wrap this up, but obviously there's a lot going on here. There are people pleasing tendencies uh, in a lot of people, mostly women. And I don't know if the younger folks who are massage therapists feel that people pleasing pressure like previous generations. I don't know. I hope not. I really do for you guys. Um, so anyway, I'm, I think I'm going to do one more episode just to wrap it up. But hopefully this is giving you something to think about. Hopefully it's giving you some idea of how to slow down this thought process and learn so you can show up for yourself in a clear way rather than a fearful place. So thank you again so much for watching and or listening. Um, I will be back with part three just to wrap it up. Thank you again. And if you have something to talk about, to get help with, I can help you. Please reach out because you don't want to do this sometimes alone. Thanks again. Have a great day.